Hey guys, and welcome back to Grace of a Military Child and Life podcast. Life from the perspective of a military family member is way different than a civilian standpoint. Military children and family members give up their hopes and dreams to be able to stand by and support their service member, and it isn't an easy lifestyle for anyone to live. I hope that this podcast is able to help connect the military community and give others just a glimpse into what the military life is like from the perspective of spouses and children. Before we begin today's episode, I want to take a moment and thank our partner, ADAPT. ADAPT is a free evidence-based parent coaching program for families with school-aged children. Key parenting skills taught include encouragement, emotion coaching, and emotion regulation, limit setting, monitoring, problem solving, and positive involvement. Designed and developed by researchers and clinicians, the ADAPT program is an adaptation of the Generation PMTO model to serve parents who have experienced stress and or trauma in their lives and or work. To learn more about ADAPT, visit adaptparenting.org. And don't forget to follow at Center for Resilient Families 1, that's the number one, on Instagram and at ADAPT on Facebook. I am super thankful and excited ADAPT has given me a free code so military families with school-aged children are able to take part. Go to learn.adaptparenting.org and sign up using the code GRACIE, that's G-R-A-C-I-E, to get your free access. Thank you again to our partner, ADAPT. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Grace of a Military Child in Life. Today, I'm here with Ashlyn, who is a Marine child and now a Marine spouse. So, Ashlyn, welcome to the podcast. How are you? I'm pretty good. Not too bad. Enjoying this little bit of sunshine we're having in California right now, <laughs> but not too bad. I'm off of work today. My son's now at school, so I'm I'm good. Not too busy. <laughs> Those are always the good days. So kind of tell me what it's like, you know, Marine child and a Marine spouse. So what has that been like for you? Yeah. So my dad, um, he only did his four years. He joined a little bit after after high school. So I was only about two when he got out. Um, my parents met in Sagin, Texas, where I'm pretty much from. My mom actually moved out to California and married him. They had me. So I was about two years old when my dad got out when we kind of moved back home to Texas. Um, and I always like explaining to people that even though he did four years in the 90s, I still see the benefits 20 years later. I was a former teacher. I would always tell my students who were thinking about the military, you know, even if you do four years, your kids 20 years later could go to school for free, or at least that's how it worked in Texas. I went to college for free, luckily, um, with the Hazelwood Act. So that's just something that's near and dear to me. Uh, The Marine Corps made my dad who he is. I could sit there and talk about my dad all day, Um, but he's now a captain at the sheriff's office in our local county. and. I think really the foundation of that, of who he is now came from the Marine Corps and being a typical, we talked about it, like a daddy's girl kind of thing. Girls tend to find guys that are like their dads, their personality wise, what motivates them. So I met my husband on Tinder. <laughs> Tinder <laughs> does work. I always laugh when I tell people that and they're like, oh, I'm glad it's not just me. Um, but we met on Tinder. He... um was stationed in San Antonio at the time at BMC. I think it's CMC now, actually. Yeah. He was injured in 2011 in Afghanistan. He had been there for five years already. So he met late 2016. 
Um, we kind of hit it off. Everything was going great. We were dating, I want to say around two months. And he was like, oh, you know, I'm, I'm moving. I'm going to California. So he came to Pendleton from 2016 to 2018. So we were a long distance for about a year and a half, almost two years, had those ups and downs. And then he got stationed in Houston, actually, on INI duty, which we're both Texas. Like we are those typical Texan and proud. So <laughs> we were really excited. He was going. It is. Texas is one of those. If you're from Texas, you let it be known you're from Texas, it seems yeah, like. Exactly. Um, so I moved. Oh, yeah. So I moved with him uh, to Houston. My hometown is about two and a half hours away. I started teaching and we ended up uh, getting married, having our son in Houston. And then when my son was about five months old, we came back to Camp Pendleton in California in July of 2021. So he's pretty much been back and forth from Pendleton to Texas, whether it be CMC in San Antonio or Houston on INI duty. So we're we're liking California right now. Um, I think we're ready to go somewhere else, though. <laughs> it's expensive. <laughs> and I think he just wants to see other parts of the Marine Corps, understandably. But yeah, we have been married for two and a half years now. And then together, almost seven. Wow. What's mm-hmm. it like kind of transitioning? You know, you didn't get much of the military life as a kid, but what's mm-hmm. it like transitioning into that role of a spouse? You know, it was one of those things. I always knew I was going to end up with someone who was maybe in law enforcement or the military, just a servant at heart. I feel like I tend to have a servant's heart. I know my dad does. And like I said, girls tend to kind of find men like their dad. Um, So I think the hardest part was being away from family. I'm very, very, very close with my family, very close and um, (laughs) to make me emotional. Um, But when we were in Houston living together, that was nice because we were only two and a half hours from my family. So that was great. It gave us the time we needed to be near family and also kind of figure out who we were as a couple. And once we came to California and had our son, it kind of came to the point where I had to realize this is our family now kind of thing. So we have made our family out here with our friends, our best friends. I had always heard how you meet your family, your forever friends in the military, which when we were in Houston, that wasn't necessarily the case. We weren't on a base. It was I and I duty. It was it wasn't what you think of when you think of military life, I guess you could say. But now that we're here and have really good established friends, that's made it so much easier. Living on a base, living near spouses. I have some of the best neighbors in the world that have brought me dinner just about every night while he's deployed and take out my trash can. So it's once you find your good group, then I think it's a great lifestyle. But I could definitely see how it's a struggle if you don't have that group. Right. Because you have to, if you don't have that group, you're on your own. Like, especially mm-hmm. if you're not, you know, living within a close proximity of your actual family. Oh, exactly. And it's kind of hard sometimes when you do go back to Texas, if I want to run and go do something and leave my son with my parents, for example, which I know he's fine with them. He's safe. He loves being with them. But I'm so used to doing everything with him on my own because we don't have anyone here. That isn't our normal to just go drop our son off at grandma so I could go get a haircut or go to the gym. So it is an adjustment to realize that this is our life. We are 
with each other 24 seven, my son tags along with everything I do. So it is very different to go home and realize this is normal for some people. They get to go and have those date nights as often as they want. And we don't have that, but I also love it. And I'm trying to just take in all the time as I can, because my husband only has about seven years left until he retires, which I'm thankful that my son will still be pretty young once we do get out of the military lifestyle. Yeah. Because it's such a rough lifestyle on kids, you know, going into those like middle school years, high school years, you know, and it's hard to find who you are in like your personality when you're moving all around the world. Oh, exactly. These kids, I was laughing the other day. I was on a walk with my son and I love living on a base. The neighborhood neighborhoods are full of kids. Yeah. And these boys were riding their bikes together and I overheard their conversation. They had to been five, six, seven years old. And you just hear them talking about, oh, well, my old base in Okinawa and this friend. And I was just <laughs> laughing. I'm like, what a military kid. Like it was just the cutest conversation. And it's so normal for them to have such close friends so quick and yeah. to also say goodbye. Um, I'm already dreading that with some of my son's friends and he's only two, almost two and a half. So it's, they're really resilient. I will say that I, it's always uncomfortable when someone like thanks a spouse for their service. I hate that. I think it's so uncomfortable, yeah. but now being on this side of it, seeing my husband deployed and me doing it, working, taking care of my kid, everything on my own. I kind of get it now why people like say thank you to the kids, especially because they don't know what they're going through or if they do, they didn't sign up for it. So I'm kind of starting to understand that part of it a little bit more and recognizing that this isn't normal and it is hard, but you kind of just take it head on. Yeah. And like when you're in the spouse role, you're like, you kind of sign up for it. You know, Mm -hmm. most of the time Mm -hmm. the service member is already in, you don't have, you can't sit down and have those conversations of, hey, like I'm thinking of joining the military. Like, what are your inputs on it? The kids just get thrown into it. Like they exactly they have no choice. Right, right. Which with my husband, I knew what I was signing up for. That's not to say it's easy to oh, know absolutely. I signed up for this, but I am very thankful that whenever he's thinking about doing something or for example, he got hissed recently. So we're kind of trying to figure out how to navigate that. He's always been the first to ask for my input. And then when we were kind of figuring out where we were coming after Houston, he was very open to saying, where would you like to go? Where would you not like to go? So I am thankful in that part of it. He's, of course, always thinking about our family. But I always laugh saying, well, once he gets out of the military, it's all up to me because we did this <laughs> lifestyle for him. So I'm like, from here on out, let's see what I decide. But no, we, I mean, we both pretty much know we're going to end up around San Antonio area in Texas after this, yeah. which I think will be good for my son. He should be about nine when my husband gets out of the military. So he'll still have those good end of elementary, middle school, high school years to be somewhere stable, which I'm very thankful for. Right. And San Antonio, like that whole area is literally military USA. So it's not like, you know, giving him and even for you, like having this lifestyle and, you know, even for Matt too, and then removing completely because when we retired, 
you know, we're in Cape Coral, Florida, where the closest mm-hmm. military base, like I had to go get a new ID yesterday. We literally had to drive drive two and a half hours to take in a new oh my ID. Goodness. <laughs> so wow. we kind of, you know, we were fortunate to have our house donated to us, like through one of the organizations. Mm-hmm. Um, but still it's hard transitioning from the military lifestyle to not having any military, you know, community whatsoever. So San Antonio, like, you know, I mean, even anywhere mostly in Texas is like military USA. Mm-hmm. So it, right, and San Antonio is actually nicknamed Purple. Yeah, San Antonio yeah. is like Purple Heart City. There's signs everywhere. So yeah. I'm excited for that. San Antonio is getting huge, so big. The whole area, Texas, is really getting big. But it'll it'll be good for us. The transition out of military, I'm nervous for for my husband, but also for myself. Now, the more kind of self reflection I do because I have made such good friends here and it's so yeah. easy from my experience to make military spouse friends because everyone's in the same boat. Everyone's needing a friend. Everyone's needing someone to where I'm already kind of thinking about what it'll be like to be out of this lifestyle, trying to make friends. Because for example, I met one of my good friends at a park here, just asked for each other's number, like no big deal. And now we're great friends. I'm like, is it like that in the outside world? Can I just go to a park (laughs) and ask a mom for her number that easily? So, I mean, it'll be a learning curve for our whole family, but we, I mean, we still have time. I just think ahead a lot. Yeah. And, you know, being in that military community, even like after retirement, you know, it makes the transition so much easier and you know, whether like you're in San Antonio close to like one of the bases there or not, like there's military families all over that you just find another spouse, <laughs> you know, with right. a military spouse. <laughs> um, and obviously there are, you know, civilians there too. So right. Mm-hmm. But exactly. I think you know, just from my time in Texas too, I think a lot of the just civilian people who are there are more accepting and understanding of the military life than Mm -hmm. most other places too. Absolutely. I mean, Texas is pro military. They're pro law enforcement. That's not to say anywhere else isn't, but we all know how Texans views kind of are. So I know that's, we're excited for that, which in Oceanside, which is where we are now, since it is such a big military base, everyone's very pro-military here too, which I figured was the case with it being a military city. Right. But everywhere you go out in town, I mean, it feels like a military community and very welcoming. And everywhere you go, someone could relate or someone was retired from the military. So that's been nice as well. Yeah, absolutely. So your husband was injured and which is kind of funny because we met your husband <laughs> before even mm-hmm. like meeting you like years before. So what is that kind of like for you coming in post that injury and, you know, adapting to that lifestyle? Yeah. So that's something I could talk about all day. We <laughs> met, like I said, in 2016, when he was about to be transitioning out of the hospital, he was there for five years. And um, he, of course, let me know about his injury after a little bit of us talking, so I was aware of it. I wasn't uncomfortable with it at all. If anything, it made me respect him even more. And he would 
cringe if I said this, but like he is my hero (laughs) and he will never believe that. But it just gave me that much more respect for him, knowing how far he's come mentally, physically in the last 10 years. Um, It's our normal. That's what's interesting. Like for my son, I always think about if he's always going to ask Matt when he's going to ask about his leg, but it's our normal. So it's fine. I'm super proud of Matt that he stayed in the military after his injury. Um, there wasn't, I'm glad I met him after the injury. I will say that not that I don't think we wouldn't have made it if we met before, but that completely made him who he is. It, it was, I'm not going to sit here and say it was something good that happened to him, but we met because he was in San Antonio because of it. So that's one of those things we've talked about. It's like conflicting feelings. Of course, you don't want that to happen to anyone, but we're also thankful he was in San Antonio when he was. Um, But I mean, he's met so many people because of it. He's had help and assistance from so many organizations, whether it be Combat Marine Outdoors, Semper Fi in America's Fun. He's just had so many experiences because of it. And for that, I know that's just people wanting to help and give back. And um, Semper Fi in America's Fund has been a huge part of that from day one. They showed up to the hospital. I know you'll have experience with them as well. To where even though I wasn't there the first five years of his injury, I'm still seeing how they're helping him so much where I've taken on a huge volunteer role with them. And I'm hoping to potentially work with them in the future, but I'm trying to give back now to what they did for my husband and my family and are still doing to this day. So his injury, although it was terrible, he made it make him better. He is very into working out and just being the best Marine he can and not letting people know he has injury. It's pretty funny. Some of, most of his Marines don't ever know it until he's in civilian clothes. He's in shorts and they kind of look around like, kind of awkward. Like, did you know this? Did you not? <laughs> and it, it's pretty, it's pretty funny how long people could go without knowing. Um, so that's interesting. <laughs> He's on, like I said, he was hissed. So he may potentially have to do recruiting. It's kind of up in the air right now. Yeah. But I was thinking, and one of my friends was saying, you know, how is he going to do recruiting? They're going to look at him and be like, Oh, join the military. You may lose your foot, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. His, um, his injuries just kind of our lifestyle. It's, it's so normal to us and always has been. I've never let it bother me. It was kind of interesting when we first got together and some, I won't even say friends, just some acquaintances when they um, found out they're like, you know, like, how do you do that? I'm like, what do you mean? <laughs> like, <laughs> He's he's a Marine. He lost his left foot, lower left leg. Like that, it is what it is, you know? And some were kind of taken back. They didn't know how to react. And I was just kind of dumbfounded, I guess. Like, why would it be a big deal? Because it never has been to me. Um, But yeah. Yeah, it's like, you know, growing up and seeing, being exposed to just all of the different injuries that come through Texas. and. It's incredible to see the amount of people who, you know, still want to stay in and still want to, mm-hmm. you know, serve the country even after such traumatic things have happened. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, my dad tried to stay in, but he has too many injuries where it would have been mm-hmm. it would have been worse for him to stay in. So he had to get out. But it's right. still mm-hmm. so inspiring to see, you know people like Matt who have like 
you know, been through this and is like, no, I still want to, you know, I still want to go out and I still want to do my job. Well, and he was so young. He was 19 when it happened. He had been in a little over a year. And Matt was the kid who he said he dressed up like a Marine every year for Halloween. His dad was (laughs) a Marine for four years. So he knew he wanted to be a Marine. So he was a grunt. And as soon as that happened, it was kind of, you know, like, what now? Because this was his plan. He's like me. He's a planner. Like that was his plan. So I think there was a little up in the air about, do I stay in? Do I not? Um, I am, of course, glad he stayed in. But it's funny because there's been times when I think actually when he was going from Pendleton to Houston or Houston here, it was kind of up in the air of officers being like, like, what do we do with him? You know, like this is kind of an unusual circumstance. He's fully capable to be deployed to do this, that, and the other more capable probably than most, but because of his medical code, things weren't always possible. So when he got word that he was going with two, four this summer and deploying with them, it was like a kid on Christmas morning. He was so excited. And he was, I think kind of worried at first how I was going to feel, but I was so excited for him. And it's hard to explain to people outside of the military when they say, Oh, are you sad? He's leaving or whatever that be. And I say, no, I'm excited. Is it going to be hard? Yeah. But this is what he signed up for. He wants to get the most out of his military career, understandably. Right. So I am happy for him. He's on the Mew right now. And I think we have about two and a half months left. Hopefully we've had five months down already. My gosh. Yeah. And like, you know, while every deployment does suck, you know, like there's no going around that. It does suck. Mm -hmm. But you had said this is what he wanted. Like he hadn't been on a deployment, Mm -hmm. you know, since his injury, you know. And so Mm -hmm. being able to get that and it's like an achievement, you know, in in a weird way. Right. Right. No, he has junior Marines that had done and done these MUs or been deployed and you know, he's in charge of these Marines, but can't relate. He doesn't have that experience. So this is, I don't know if he's ever going to want to do it again. He's on a ship with a bunch of men, <laughs> basically <laughs> living uh, on bunk beds. So I mean, he, he wanted this. I don't know if yeah. he's too happy about it now, <laughs> especially now that we have a kid. He's not young and 19 anymore, shooting guns right. in Afghanistan, you know, um, he's missing his son, understandably. So it is a little different now, but I am glad he's getting the experience because I'm the type, if I'm going to do something, I want to be the best I can be and make the most out of it. And I know he's the same way. He's in the reins. He's not just going to be mediocre. He wants to do as much as he can. So for that, I respect it. Yeah, absolutely. And what's it been like, you know, for you, like kind of hanging back and wanting to be so excited and so proud of him. And obviously you are, but you know, first deployment with a child and like the struggles that you face too? Yeah. So I'm a person who needs to stay busy. I don't like to sit and do nothing. So I actually started working with Squared Away. It's a military spouse founded and pretty much employed um, organization. They've been around for a little over five years now and have over 300 employees, most of them being military spouses So I started that right before Matt left. I'm an executive assistant. So I work from home part-time. It's great. It's keeping me busy during the day. And my son got into with the, I won't say the name, but I'm one of the little schools on base. It's part-time eight to two. 
So I've been really busy since Matt's been gone and it's been great. So from eight to nine, I drop off my son, kind of do what I need to do. I work all the way up until I pick him up about one 32 o'clock. And then we have our afternoons together, which is great. I mean, I've been very busy with that. My um, sister-in-law had a baby in October. So I finally got to go meet that niece. And then my brother had twin girls in February, the day after my son's birthday. So I've had three nieces to look forward to and go home to. And I started, um, I guess you could say a small business called the Deployment Journal. Like I said, I like to stay busy. So in the beginning (laughs) of deployment, I wasn't working too much. So I am very sentimental and I like documentation. I like pictures, things like that. And I wanted to keep some kind of journal while Matt was gone to reflect on the time I've had with my son, just us two for these seven months. But I needed structure to it because I could write all day or I could talk all day as I probably am now. So I created this deployment journal. It's a page per day, essentially, of just your highlights from the day, what you did, how you felt, and then a little place to recap your day. And in that, I created a bucket list page. I have a whole bucket list of things I want to do with my son before my husband gets back because I want to enjoy California while we can. And I also made a page where you could write what care packages you send, what movies you want to watch, what shows you want to binge. So it's just a fun structured journal to where it's my me time in the evening. Once my son goes to sleep, sometimes I'll have a glass of wine, fill up my journal and watch a show. So it's just something small that spouses could look forward to at the end of their day. And then later on, when their husband comes back, reflect on the things they did with their kid. So that's been pretty successful. Slow little start. Um, I've started small. It's hard to always find those spouses that have someone deployed to get them out to. Right. But it's doing good. It's it's really fun to do just to connect with spouses on that level. And then something I'm actually launching. I think at the end of the week is a website. It's an organization I'm starting kind of just like a thing for fun right now called adopt a Milso, where if you are a spouse who is going through a deployment or has one upcoming, you could apply and then donors or sponsors could choose to sponsor you to where for the length of the deployment, they send you a gift a month, whether it be a dinner gift card, a gift certificate to get your nails done, buy you a coffee our donors could just buy something off of our storefront for a one-time purchase, whether it be a deployment journal, a monetary donation to help with gas, things like that. Just because I know on those hard days, which I had a very hard last two weeks when my son was sick, if someone would have randomly sent me a Starbucks gift card, it would have changed my whole attitude the whole whole day. So I think a lot of times, I'm not going to say the spouses are forgotten about during deployment, but unless you've been through it, with the kid, especially you don't really know what it's like. So I'm launching this in the hopes of just some spouses having little pick-me-ups every now and then from donors. So I'm hoping that that will turn into something that's pretty consistent as well. And then hopefully I'm done creating new things for a little bit. (laughs) Because like I said, I do, if I need something to do, I will go and create an idea I have and make it come to life. Yeah. So that is my two main projects at the moment is the journal and the adopt a mill. So, yeah. And like, you know, I'm like you, I like to stay busy. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's just, it helps. And honestly, like um, with journaling, like, oh my gosh, because so I was nine when my dad deployed and mm-hmm. um, what we did before 
it was like before he deployed or right after he deployed, um, we did two things. So one was we got a huge glass jar and I have one younger sister. Um, and obviously we didn't get through them all, but we filled it with, uh, it was a 400 day deployment. We filled it with 800 or, um, Hershey kisses. Mm -hmm. So one for each day of like a kiss. I love that. Um, and Mm -hmm. so one for me and one for my sister. Um, like I said, we did not get through all of them, but (laughs) yeah, (laughs) my mom, you know, went back to Ohio months later and she opened the, they were sitting on our kitchen table where they were, she opened the jar and she's like, these are white now. (laughs) (laughs) Go ahead and just empty that in the trash. (laughs) Yeah. So that had to go. But the other thing we did was we got, um, composition notebooks. Um, and we had done this, I don't know when exactly we did it. it. it was when he was gone for a training mission, actually, or something. I don't know. He was gone for like a month, um, which as a child, that's a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> a month is a long time. Right. Now, as adults, we look at it and it's like months are a long time. And so what we did was we got this journal and we decorated it. And so like mine had camo all over it because um, I was so proud to be a military kid. Like everything mm-hmm. was camo. Um, still to this day, I have a lot of camo, but we just decorated (laughs) it. And, um, on the front of it, we put like letters to daddy or something. And so like every day Mm -hmm. or something, we'd write, um, a letter to dad and, you know, we miss you. Like this is, you know, um, what we did today. I had, I was a crier. Um, I still am Mm -hmm. a crier. Um, I am too. (laughs) I've literally put a calendar on. I printed off a calendar and I put it in the journal and I marked every day that I cried and every day that I didn't cry. That's so sad. (laughs) (laughs) It breaks my heart. (laughs) I was trying to be so proud of myself and like not crying. So it was like kind of (laughs) keeping track. But then there Mm -hmm. was, there's like one day or something on there that says, I cried today. (laughs) I was like, oh my gosh. Um, No, I love that. That's So when I did the deployment journals, a lot of people were reaching out. Oh, do you think this is good for kids? And I said, you know what? I'll just create a kid's one. So I made a kid's version of it. Yeah, the um, cover of it is card socked where I always suggest that people put their kids' handprints on it, like before and after deployment and let them decorate it with stickers. It's pretty much the same structure, but the day-to-day, it's like, how did you feel today? One word. What did you do? There's a space to write a little bit of notes, but then a space to color or just draw. And then you could write in the back. I love this page. It's things you missed while you were gone. So you could put sports games they won, um, trophies they may have won for sports or school or academics. And then throughout the whole journal is just random coloring pages, kind of patriotic theme. So that one's been a pretty good success. It's really good for all ages. I had a mom actually buy one this weekend at our local craft fair. She said, you know, I don't know my son's too. I want one, but I don't. She said, what if I filled it out for him? Like what he did during the day and then let him draw. I was like, oh, absolutely. I mean, you could do whatever you want with it. There's just some kind of structure, some layout. And those have been a huge success. I wish I would have thought of that before deployments. I could have started one for my son, but I know for next time. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And like, you know, even at that age, like two, it's memories and, you know, you can give it Mm -hmm. to your kids when they're older and say, Hey, you know, you know, mom or dad deployed, but you know, this, these are all the fun things we did. And so when the next deployment comes around and, you know, 
or, you know, does not come around because, you know, you never Mm. know. Um, But when next deployment could come around, you'd be like, okay, I know you're sad, but like, look at all the fun things we did last time, too. And even though, you know, mom or dad is not here, like we can still have fun and still make memories. And we have this cool like journal where we can, you know, show at the end of the deployment what we did and, you know, kind of catch up. And it's a good routine, too. Yeah. And it's something for them to look forward to after school or when they get home or whatever that may be. And, you know, my son's two. He wasn't two yet. And my husband left. And it's one of those things. I'm trying to do as much as I can with him. And for example, I took him to Disney, which he's been so many times already, but it's one of those <laughs> things. I know he won't remember it. He's not going to yeah. remember any of these things we did, but I'm going to, it's going to be my memories for when he's grown and out of the house. I'll be able to remember the time me and him did, you know, X, Y, Z. So I'm trying to always kind of keep that in the back of my mind. It's not about him remembering or not. It's about the memories for me when he's grown and out of my house and probably in the Marine Corps. Who knows? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, like third generation now. (laughs) Yeah, I'm I'm sure it'll happen. But we always say maybe he'll go to school first, but I'm okay if he doesn't. So we'll see. Hopefully he just wants to stay with his mom forever. Probably not. (laughs) (laughs) You never know. But yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, so many, there's so many just gaps in like the military community where it's like, there's so many needs, I should say, so many needs for Mm -hmm. spouses, for Mm -hmm. families, for children, you know, and like we said earlier, like veterans get all of this, you know, honor and recognition, which I always say they completely deserve, like 100%, Mm -hmm. but the spouses and kids don't get you know, as much. They're kind of, you know, left to the back saying, hey, like, you know, we're here too, you know? And so it's important. Yeah. When it's, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. It's hard because you don't, as a spouse, at least how my personality is, I don't want to take the attention to me because my husband's the member of the military. He's the one sacrificing But I think now having a kid has changed my perspective on it. Like I said, him not seeing his dad, me having to do it on my own, being like in the thick of it right now, the military lifestyle. Not that I want the praise or recognition. I said that completely wrong, but not that I want the (laughs) praise or to be recognized, but I'm at the point where if I see a need there, I'm going to do what I can about it. For example, something as small as the deployment journal or adopt a mill. So just because I do know how hard it is and it's not spoken about because moms are tired (laughs) at the end of the day during deployment are just because they don't want the attention on ourselves. We just don't. Um, it, that attention's for a spouse, for them to get the respect, for them to get the help from organizations, for them to get whatever it is, big or small. So I think there is a need for it for spouses, for support, um, for all stages of life, whether that be a new new spouse, someone that is young and able to meet friends easily, or for someone who has hit 18 years of being a spouse and they're having a hard time finding their new community. So there is a need. What the answer is, I'm not really sure. Will it be changed and when? I'm not really sure. But having friends that are military spouses now, you know, we get to talking and there is a need for help, whether that be mental health, whether that be just a friend or support system or assistance in any way. So the need is there. It's just a matter of how do we make things better? Right. 
And like you said, something just like as simple as the Starbucks gift card to say, hey, here's, Mm -hmm. you know, a cup of coffee or, you know, some sort of drink, like, you know, it makes the world of a difference. But so many spouses are like, I'm not just going to go ask for it, you know? You know? Exactly. It It's not one of those things we want to be known, or at least I'm I'm sure there are some spouses that do, but I'm not going to go around and advertise to everyone in Starbucks. Hey, my husband's deployed, buy me a coffee. I'm tired. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> you know, so just those random acts of service, I guess you could say, I know could just completely flip someone's day because I've had it happen to me. It's It's so nice when you do have that little reminder that like, I see you too. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of military spouses, especially those young ones who are first like getting into it and don't have experience of living with the military family and having Mm -hmm. like a parent who served, um, you can feel so alone. And so, I mean, just like, alone is the like best word I can think of. But you <laughs> no, exactly. So right. No, well, and I'm very fortunate. And the sense our situation worked out how it did, where we were able to live together off base before we were married in Houston. And Matt was in the barracks till he was 24 years old. So Matt had never really lived on his own outside of the barracks because he was single. And I was fortunate enough through college. And then my last few years of college and up until moving with Matt, I lived by myself completely. So I had that time to figure out who I was to be with Matt, but be long distance and still do my own thing, do school, everything I wanted to do. So getting into the military lifestyle in Houston was a slow transition, like I said, because there was no base. And then now coming to California, when I first got here, I felt like I was the new spouse because this is our first time on a base together on base housing. Matt's first time living out of a barracks was in Houston. So I kind of went through that experience. I would probably say the first year, it was very lonely, very lonely. Um, I wasn't working. I was still postpartum. I had pretty bad postpartum anxiety and depression. I still kind of battle with. So it was hard. So I couldn't imagine being 18, 19 years old, a new spouse living on a base in a house away from family for the first time. And unfortunately, the divorce rate is really high for new spouses. Um, But like I said, we're just fortunate we had that time to mature a little bit before getting married, moving together. And we are just lucky with how things played out for us. Yeah. And, you know, there's not, it looks like on the outside, there's not much support for spouses and for families because it's not as advertised. Like you really have to do some searching and sometimes Mm -hmm. it's still even really hard to search for, you know, because you don't know where to start. And so having these, you know, companies and brands and, you know, organizations that are like, no, we're here for spouses. We're here for families. We're here for kids. Like, you know, is life changing. And most of the times it's great because it's other spouses, you know, like yourself saying, hey, no, I know what you're going through. I've been in your shoes. Like here's where I could have used some help. So like I want to help and give back to others in the ways that I may have needed it. Right. And when I got here, like I said, I was not working at all. I had my son and he wasn't even one yet. And I, that's where I realized there was a community of stay-at-home moms here because I would go for a walk daily with my son. And there were so many moms with their kids just walking by themselves. And I was like, you know, 
there is a bunch of stay-at-home moms here. There's a need for something for us, which I'm sure there was things going on behind the scenes I didn't know about. But I kind of got out of my comfort zone. And I said, I texted my mom. I was like, should I make this Facebook group for stay-at-home moms on base? Just, just kind of see what happens. Yeah. So I created a Facebook group and there's like over 600 members now, which it's great. And it's a community for stay-at-home moms to connect about what's going on on base, what events are there, what's out in town to go do with your kid that's free, things like that. And that's something I'm really proud of because like I said, I was in such a dark place when I first got here, being by myself, a new mom postpartum. And I just want to be able to create some kind of community where a mom could go reach out who's brand new and say, Hey, you know, I'm out of my comfort zone, but I need a friend. And I've seen it happen. I've seen people connect through there. So that's something I really, really am glad I started to. I'm out of that dark space, but it's something that I hope could keep growing and that people really take advantage of. Yeah, because you know, even taking advantage of it and then helping and giving back and, you know, cause go to the next space. Like you have to kind of start over again and form your own community again. Exactly. Which I'm, I mean, we saw the year left here, but I'm already nervous about that, about wherever we go next, about having to start all over again once we get comfortable here. But that is kind of the beauty of the military. You're always getting uncomfortable getting out of your comfort zone. I'm, um, before we got, here in California, I was kind of introverted, which I still am. I'm like an introverted extrovert or vice versa, <laughs> whatever it is. But I've kind of come to the conclusion if I don't put myself out there to make a friend, I'm going to stay lonely. Yeah. And it's been to my benefit. I've had, I had a really good group of little friends here. So I'm glad for that. Yeah. So like the last thing I always like to ask is what advice would you give to another military spouse? Oh, that's so hard. (laughs) I have a lot, but one of them would be uh, to figure out who you are outside of your spouse, which it's hard right now. I've accepted the fact that I'm a mom and a military spouse and I could be Ashlyn later on. Um, I think there are seasons of life for everything. And like I said, I'm very fortunate that I had those few years before we got married and lived together to figure out who I was when I was teaching, when I was dancing. I've accepted that I'm a mom and a wife first right now. And then that's going to change with time. My son will not always need me as much as he will right now. Same for my husband. Um, So I'm kind of just trying to enjoy that season. But I would tell a spouse to figure out who you are away from your husband. And if that, if you're a mom right now, if you're a seasoned spouse, I think my biggest advice would be to get uncomfortable because everyone is uncomfortable yeah. <laughs> in this community, especially when you first get here. Everyone wants a friend so bad or needs the friend. And it's okay if you don't click with everyone. I've met some spouses that I've tried to become friends with and we're fine, but they're not my forever best friend kind of people, which it's mm-hmm. fine. You don't have to click with everyone. Just keep trying and you will find someone. And if not, reach out, just ask. Yeah, because you never know what resources are really out there until you start asking around. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yes. And then where can people connect with you on social media and find all of your amazing ideas that you've turned into (laughs) reality? Yeah, it's funny because I've been trying to get off of social media, but here I am creating more things, <laughs> putting me back on it. Um, my Instagram is at ashmill95, A-S-H-M-I-L-L-9-5. And then on there, you could find the link for my deployment days Instagram, which is the journal. And I have not created one for the adopt a mill. So yet I do have a website 
I'm hoping to launch, it'll probably be posted to my stories by the end of the week. So if someone is having a spouse deployed soon, they could definitely reach out about getting signed up for that. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Ashlyn, for being on and, you know, sharing so many incredible things that you're doing. Thank you for having me. I could talk all day. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Grace of a Military Child and Life. Make sure to set a reminder for every Tuesday to listen to a new episode. You can find us on Instagram and YouTube at Grace of a Military Child and Life. If you have any questions or want to be on the podcast, send a message to one of our social media platforms or email grace.of.a.military.child at gmail.com. See you next week.